Welcome to another edition of Inside the Program, brought to you by InsideTexas.com. I'm your host, Justin Wells. My co-pilot, as always, Eric Nalene. Listeners, like and subscribe to the Inside Texas Football YouTube channel. This thing is growing. Come join the mix. Let's get right to it, Eric. We got a lot of stuff to cover in a, in a small amount of time. Spring position battles is something we're going to talk about today. Defensive tackle recruiting is something else we're going to cover today. So we got a lot to kind of hit on. Let's get right into it. Spring position battles. It's the underwear Olympics on in Austin right now. They're going through conditioning. Tell me a few of the, the, the positions of note that, you, that you've mentioned or, or know about that we need to talk about today. Yeah, well, it's an important reminder that, you know, competition takes place throughout the entire year. It's not just during spring football. It's not just during August camp. They're positioning right now. They're jockeying position. Everything they do is is measured. Is They're weighed. They're, uh, you know, every, the accountability is, is taken, uh, uh, you know, their schedule, making sure they're on top of all their schedules and tutorials and all these things go into the competition, whether or not they're holding their own. Uh, but the actual position battles that I'm, I'm paying the closest attention to are I've got le uh, left guard, right tackle, so two offensive line positions with the you know the uh, with with Christian Jones departing that that opens up some uh, playing opportunity for Cam Williams. You got left guard to figure out. We got Sam linebacker. I could I probably put in Will linebacker too, but I put Sam slot wide receiver and safety. So you want to start with uh, left guard. You know offensive line as well as I do as far as the inside uh, info and the particulars of that. Break down left guard for us. Yeah, so Hayden Connor's been the left guard for the last few years, as you know. Uh, Cole Hudson's been a guy that's that's repped there in times. He's repped at left guard, center, and right guard, especially. Uh, Cam Williams, I think they want Cam Williams to take that right tackle job, Eric. But if he doesn't, Hayden Connor's going to be the guy going into, into the spring. They're going to see what he can do over there because they know what they have with him. That puts Cole Hudson squarely at left guard. And and I think you can you could – Put Neto Umiazulu in the conversation. Even Connor Stroh is going to try to get some reps at left guard this, this spring as well. And so, but I think it, it's going to all be determined on what happens with right tackle. Because with Cam Williams, if he can shed a little bit more weight, get a little bit quicker with his technique, and a little bit better in that playbook, I think he can nail down. Uh, you know that right tackle position post spring, and then you've got Hayden Connor back at left guard. But yeah, Cole Hudson's going to be that guy unless that happens. I don't. I don't see Hayden going back to guard personally, just because I think he lacks a pop at the point of attack. Uh, yeah. They're going to really want to build out that run game this year. They've got two war horses to to run a lot. Um, you know, they've had that every year. But this could be the <laughs> best offensive line Steve Sarkeesian uh, has had at Texas. So I think they're going to want more pop, and that could be either Cole Hudson or Neto. I'm not ruling out Neto or Cole, but I really like what I saw from Cole when he was healthy. His issue has been uh, ability to stay on the field. Not just during the season, but, you know, he missed a lot of practice time last year, missed the entire spring. Uh, this is a big spring for him because he can really take a hold of that position. He he gets movement. He gets displacement in the run game. Uh, I think he's a, a decent, solid pass protector. Hayden Connor was a good pass protector, but there's too much of a drop off in his run uh, run run blocking. Uh, I'm not sure that Cam is going to hold him off. Honestly, Cam's got a long way to go. I know he's working hard. I like seeing the videos of him uh, sweating like crazy. Yeah. Uh, but he's just got to drop some weight and get and get quicker. I think I think Hayden's going to stay there because they really need a third tackle regardless. You don't want to be moving a guy from guard uh, to tackle. You want him getting reps and creating that muscle memory at tackle. So I think it's two actual competitions. I don't think Hayden's going to move back. I could be wrong. That's why we're, we're going to track it closely during the spring. What about linebacker? You talked about Sam. You talked about Will. I like. I think with David Bendick coming back, I think he's going to stand up in that locker room and try to take one of those spots. And we know that Anthony Hill is replacing Jalen Ford at the mic. Kind of give us the latest on Sam and Will. Yeah, you know, I'm not entirely 100% sure that Anthony's going to have the chance at Mike. I think they're going to tinker and, and mess with the, the, the differing parts and see what comes out best. Um, 
You know, I mentioned Sam in the article, but after I wrote the article, I started thinking, you know, Will might be as much of a battle as Sam. So we'll just talk about both of them. At Sam, you've got uh, the two most differing body types at linebacker in Texas, Maurice Blackwell, who is like a beefed up safety. And then you've got uh, Kendrick Blackshear, who, you know, could have easily grown into an edge if you wanted to. Um, You know, he lost, or I'm sorry, Darian Gallette. Darian Gallette could easily grow into an edge if he wanted to. Uh, and so, you know, that that position, I think Blackwell's got the inside track because he has the experience. He's he's got uh, he's got the ability to play in space that that uh, position plays to the wide side of the field. But Gallette is just a whole different physical force, a, a different athlete uh, as far as a downhill edge pass rusher. Uh, so I'm interested to see how that that plays out. I think, you know, as Ian Boyd has pointed out, they're going to be in that base package quite a bit this season going into the SEC. So they're going to have to really uh, have two reliable players there. Uh, it's just going to be interesting to see. They might play both of them just depending on, on the look they want. If, if they want Blackwell in space or they want Gallette rushing the passer. At Will Linebacker, you've got Benda and Blackshear, and then uh, Maurice Blackwell could figure in there as well. Uh, Maurice played the, played Will quite a bit. Uh, Blackshear's the new face. I just kind of think, man, with his size uh, and, and familiarity with the conference, you know, he's already he's already game playing a bunch of these teams. Yeah. You know, Anthony Hill and Blackshear, those look like two SEC linebackers. Now, I know Benda is a, is a leader. I know he, he can run to the ball for sure. Uh, he played he played better last year than ever before, and and I think he got better as the season wore on. It's just Anthony Hill just got better at a ra- at a more rapid pace. Uh, but I, I think Will's going to be interesting. Uh, you know, Benda's got experience in the system, but Blackshear's got you know kind of more of the stereo or the more prototypical uh, size that they're looking for and familiarity with the conference. And then you know, let's go to safety, where I think it's more it, it's such a better. Uh, spring than it was last year. Last year, we were looking at guys like Jaron Thompson, Keaton Crawford, and, and, and a walk-on that just got a scholarship named Michael Taft. Now you've got Andrew Makuba, former all-conference a- ACC. You've got Derek Williams, who's going to be playing on Sundays in a couple of years. You, it, it's a lot better back there, man, especially with the athleticism. What's the latest? Yeah, and, and you know, Taft took a big step. I think, uh, you know, there was people, people have been high on Taft since the, his first few practices. You know, he's very sharp. Uh, very good communicator, un- understands the uh, the scheme and, and what everybody else is, is supposed to be doing. you got to have good communication back there. He had a good year, and he's a solid athlete and a good tackler too. It's really, um, you know, it's kind of dealer's choice. I think, you know, Derek Williams is going to be able to play, probably start because he's either going to be with Makuba or or Taff because you're going you're to want that steady hand back there. Right. Um, so I think, they're, I think what they're going to end up doing is putting Makuba with Williams and probably Taff with McDonald. Uh, with Makuba and Williams, you have significant athletic upside, uh, as well as a heady player in Makuba. And Williams, I think, has a chance to become a heady player. It's just you know because he he got to the field a lot quicker than anybody expected. Uh, still made too many um, mental mistakes as a freshman. You expect those. His first full spring is going to be big for him. Um, and then you got if you have Taft with McDonald, now that's going to be a steadying force for McDonald. McDonald's a high level athlete, tons of length, got you know prototypical ability back there. Um, but he's he's new to the position. He only he's only played there since uh, since uh, bowl bowl practices. Uh, so you could have Taft Taft back there uh, communicating. Communication is huge in the back end. So really, that it plays out to have a, a veteran leader back there with a young talent uh, that's still learning the ropes, but um, has the ability to learn pretty quick. You know that's the beauty of Jelani McDonald. Uh, you know he's such an athlete that he can play so many spots. But playing so many spots means you don't rep one in particular. So you don't necessarily get really good at it. And I think this you, – you nailed it. If he's playing beside Taft, that is a plus-plus right there because of Taft's steadying hand. He did get some uh, good tutelage as far as in coverage. You know, man coverage uh, last year playing slot. That That's really going to prep him to play wherever – they, they put him at slot to get him ready to play wherever his body was going to take him, whether it's linebacker or uh, or safety. Right now, it's you know, the need is at safety. I think he's going to be able to find a long-term home there, actually. He's, 
He's a big kid, but not quite as big as what you'd expect to go into a linebacker. So the way they were recruiting linebacker, I think safety's probably going to be his long-term home. I uh, might have been wrong on that high school evaluation a little bit. But one thing we do know, he's got a very good high uh, football disposition and character. Um, and so he's going to pick things up quick. Comes from a good football family. I'm excited to see Jelani. It's going to be fun to cover him this spring for sure. You know, when we saw him playing cornerback in the in the Army Bowl, that that was the sign. That was the red flag that, or the the, the orange flag rather. That hey, uh, he can play DB if he needs to. This guy can yeah. turn his hips and he can track and smack, as you like to say. Uh, big big fans of McDonald here. Let's go ahead and pay the bills for Andre the Lawyer. If you're ever injured, please call Andre the Lawyer at 214-444-8808. He's located in Dallas, Texas, but Andre helps everyone, including Longhorns, uh, for car wrecks, uh, injured Longhorns, slips and falls, 18-wheeler accidents, on the job, uh, uh, wrongful death. You know, there's so many things that could happen to you. Andre the lawyer will take care of you. Be sure and give him a call if you need if you need that help at 214-444-8808. Eric, now we're going to shift into recruiting some of our, our, fun, our fun stuff in the second half edition of Inside the Program. And we're going to talk about defensive tackles because that is a very important position, not only in, in, in Texas, but – Going into the SEC, man, you got to stockpile these big boys because it's bully ball in the Southeastern Conference. You went to see a few guys. I guy, I went to see someone, and then we also got our man Charlie talking to Josiah Sharmia. Uh, let's start with you. You went to Holy Mount Zion yeah. in Lufkin, Texas, to to see uh, someone that I've been a big fan of for a while. Talk to me about Zion Williams. Did you already see the Bob Marley uh, movie? Is that why that that's on your uh, on your mind? I know I called him Mount Zion earlier, but. No. My, my Well, my son asked me, if he saw the preview uh, okay. of the movie, so we started listening to Bob Marley on the way to school the other day, and so you. we, uh, yeah, that's where that came from, but it was beautiful, beautiful reference, my man. Yeah, um, well, I mean, you know, it, it is the biggest need, and, and defensive tackle is a huge need every year, but more so now than ever. You mentioned going to the SEC, but also they've only taken two, two and a half, if you know, Melvin Hills is more DN, as much DN as D tackle, so really only two and a half in the last three, uh, two cycles, so they've got to hit it big. Zion Williams is my favorite in the uh, in the class. I also like DJ Sanders quite a bit. Saw him last week. Zion, man, you you know you spoke highly of him. He fit the bill for sure. That's a, that's a big kid, broad shoulders, uh, very little fat on him. I mean, it, it was he was immense standing next to. Uh, but but aside all that, just a very uh, you know very mature, uh, very happy, um, smart, thoughtful, introspective. A lot of his answers were not typical of a high school high school recruit. Uh, I mean, it, it just became more of a must get. But, you know, my, when I left there, I felt like that's a kid that's going to go to Texas or normally goes to Texas, even if he doesn't play football. He's an AP student. He's in theater. Uh, he was in The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> he played Santa Claus and I guess whatever thing they have with the kids. Uh, his coaches spoke very highly of him. Um, Coach Quick told me that the, the coaches are on standing orders to anytime they're in a Ross or, or TJ Maxx or something like that to go look for size 18 shoes for them because they, just, <laughs> they, can't, they can't find size 18 shoes anywhere. So if they if they come across them, they just have to buy them. Their, their next thing they're looking for is some, some cowboy boots for them. Uh, so good luck with that. Uh, but, man, just a great kid. I, so as far – I mean, I came away glowing about the kid more so than anything than caring about the recruitment. I just wanted to, to find a good, good spot for him. But, uh, you know, obviously he liked the visit to LSU – he said there's not a lot of difference between East Texas and, and being at uh, in Louisiana. Uh, I think that's true as well. Um, 
So he felt at home. Obviously, he's got a pretty good relationship with Bo Davis, and, and he's going to take an official visit there. But, you know, he, he broke down the four schools he's going to take official visits to. It'll be LSU, A&M, TCU, and, of course, Texas. Um, you know, still he's just building that relationship with, uh, with Coach Baker. Baker called him on Valentine's Day, actually, and, uh, and, and, and shared with him that he had a mishap with his wife. I think we all get in trouble on Valentine's Day. We picked the wrong, the wrong dessert, the wrong dinner uh, place, you know, something like that. So I told Zion, get used to that. Zion's the, got his girl. He was out with his girlfriend. Uh, just a, man, really engaging kid. I think uh, whatever school is going to get him is going to be quite lucky. But I left feeling that's going to come down to LSU and Texas. And, I, you know, I don't know, just the way that kid's wired, I, I felt pretty good about Texas, even though it still has a long ways to go. Did he confirm that he's going to be in Baton Rouge on uh, March 9th for LSU's, uh, you know, after dead party, dead period type? No, he, he uh, was talking party. more. He was talking more about uh, the spring game uh, for them, and I think their spring game is April 13th. Um, didn't rule out any other visits during the spring, but you know, already looking forward to his official visits. He already knows what four official visits he's going to take. So at least at this point, you know, that can always change, but. Very impressive kid. Very impressive kid. Um, you know, and, and on top of the football ability, I don't know why he's rated where he is. He's to me, he's the, the top five player in the state. Yeah, I think that's a no brainer, and, and I think the recruiting services will catch up to that as well. If, if Zion Williams is one A, can we say Dylan Battle is one B for in-state defensive tackle targets? Maybe so, because I don't think uh, Baker. I don't think Baker's reached out to uh, to DJ Sanders yet, and he has reached out to Battle. Uh, correct. Yeah, yeah, he, he's talked to Battle uh, on a few occasions already. I was able to go through Timberview and, and check out Dylan Battle. Six, two and a half, almost six, three, uh, 300 pounds. I mean, this guy looks, he looks good. Um, he's got a great attitude. He's another guy that, that really focused on education. And, and I noticed that because he said he really wants to take visits to Cal and to Notre Dame. And it's like, okay, so th this guy, this guy has his priorities in order. You know, he, he lives in, in obviously in Mansfield with his mother. His father lives in Michigan, so he's already visited uh, the Wolverines a handful of times. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if Michigan gets an official visit. I don't know how hard they're pushing right now, but talking to EJ Holland from the on three side up and the Wolverine, he talked about that they do like him. And so that'll be an interesting nugget as well. Um, but for his recruitment, you know, this is a kid, I think Texas is squarely in it because they were in it kind of early with him. And granted, this is something that like Zion, Bo Davis took that relationship they built and took it to Baton Rouge. And so now he's going to visit LSU on March 9th. And so Bo Davis is, is recruiting from both ends and, and you can't blame him for that. But Dylan Battle, um, you know, really good kid. He's funny because I came into the facility and he had missed the day of school the day before. So he couldn't work out that day. He had to make up classes. And he went ahead and came down there anyway. And, and his coaches let me talk to him, took taking him out of class. We closed the door in the in the media room and we spoke for almost 20 minutes. Nice. And he and he was just, you know, he was very engaging. He talked about his teammates. He talked about how uh, education's important. And I'll tell you the thing that really, you know, stuck out was, Texas getting guys in the draft. We talked about Tavondre Sweat. He said, wasn't he like a defensive end at like 245, 250 in high school? And I said, that's shockingly accurate. Yes, he, he's looked at these guys. Byron Murphy, he knows is one of the youngest guys going into the draft. He told me that really matters. Yeah. He goes, you got two guys that might go in the first or second round. He said, that's what I want. And that's exactly what I can get. I won't have to go far from home. Uh, Texas is going to be in this one. They're going to get an official. Uh, his unofficial, his spring schedule, you know, he could hit Austin this spring, but he's definitely going to be there in May or June for an official. Similar to Zion, he knows about three or four spots that he definitely wants to take those official visits. TCU is going to be in the mix. 
Uh, LSU is going to be in the mix. Texas, Texas A&M. It's very similar to, to Williams in some regards. And so you can see why those are probably the two best defensive tackles in the state. I think Texas is doing a good job. I think Sark and PK laid a pretty solid foundation, and Baker has you know come right through and picked that up as well. He likes Coach Baker so so far. He's eager to kind of get to know him, and so I feel like Dylan Battle is in a similar spot with Zion. They kind of know what they like. They kind of know what's ahead of them, and now they're just going to take their time to to see how you know pieces fit. Uh, the last one was was someone that we really need needed inside Texas readers to know about, and that's jo- Josiah Sarmia out of Folsom, California. You talk about a big kid, man! You're looking at what six six three ten three fifteen something like that. I mean, he, this guy could play Shrek if he was in the theater. He is ginormous. Our man Charlie Williams talked to him. Uh, he, a great story posted at InsideTexas.com just off his tape and, and your vibe. What do you think about him, Eric? Well, yeah, he also wrestles, and he's he's an easy easy mover out on the wrestling mat. Big kid, we're committed to Washington. Uh, you know, felt like he committed a little early, especially I think he got a rude awakening of college football life where uh, things can change in a hurry with coaching staffs. You know, nobody thought Kalen DeBoer was was going to leave for any anytime soon, and then you know Nick Saban leaves, and and he's off and looking for a new home. Uh, so now he's going to take his time. Uh, I think Alabama is still very much in it. Uh, Texas uh, is is showing a lot of interest. Obviously, he kind of fits the bill for what they're looking at. He's you know he's even bigger than the two guys we already talked about. Uh, but that's going to be a longer road with him. It's an out of state kid. You're going to have to build a lot more familiarity with him. He doesn't have that sort of understanding that these these kids in state innately have. They don't know the stories about Tavondre Sweat and Byron Murphy and and all those things. So you have to build that. That's where the recruiting and the salesmanship comes in. It get him to campus. Uh, continue building that relationship, but he definitely fits the build. Never mind the fact that he does doesn't have a ranking. I think where networks lack the most is is rating bigs, especially defensive tackles. Uh, the kid's an absolute stud. Hopefully, they can get him on campus a couple more times and see what happens. But you know, what you said what's interesting about Dylan Battle is obviously Michigan, Cal, Notre Dame. You love seeing those schools uh, mentioned because you know that's going to open up the door for Texas. You know that academics are going to be a pitch. And then another thing you mentioned that stood out about that was Bo Davis has the same advantage that that Tashard Choice had when he came to Texas from Georgia. Because he knows he knows that landscape in a different location a lot better than most coaches that, that he's competing for uh, in the southeast, right? So he's gonna know he's gonna know the Texas talent better than anybody at Florida or Georgia or the Mississippi schools or any of that. Uh, and so he's got a little built-in advantage that Texas is gonna have to be cognizant of and, and overcome. So but I do like the fact that they're looking out west. Um, you know, wherever the bigs are, you've got to go. Sharma's Sharma's a good kid, got to get him on on campus. Yeah, and, and, and you talked about it when we started. It's just so important, defensive tackle position. Going into the SEC, and like you said, taking two and a half, virtually three guys in the last two cycles. You'd like to see Sadir Mitchell take that next step. You want to see what Alex January looks like, when, when and he's already on campus as well. So I, I think this is going to be a class where they load up, and I think they essentially have to. And not to mention – Post-spring ball, don't be surprised if they go back into the portal and grab one of these D-linemen as well. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. One last thing before we wrap up, I talked to uh, Troy Hune, the 2026 uh, quarterback that was just offered this week. Man, what an impressive kid. Talked about how uh, he got on on UT's radar. He's, he, he kind of uh, – he's been extremely proactive in his interest of Texas, and that was – you know, when you show that interest, they're gonna, they're know that, they'll know that you're serious and they'll be serious about you in return especially if you can fling it around like him. So I'm going to post an article, an interview with him up here on Inside Texas in a little bit. People are going to want to go check that out. 
Be sure, yes, come to InsideTexas.com. We're having a special $1 for one month, and, and, and I'm telling you, this it's such a great time to, to get in. We're talking about spring ball happening. We're talking about the class of 2025 starting to build. We're talking about spring visits. This is the time. Like and subscribe to the Inside Texas Football YouTube channel. Get us to that 7,000 subs. We're, we're growing rapidly, and we absolutely love all of your support. Eric, thank you again. Viewers, thank you again for, for letting us be a part of your day and, and, and joining inside the program. And once again, like and subscribe to the Inside Texas Football YouTube channel. And thank you. And join us uh, soon.